Alright friends, welcome back to Mind Games with Garen Emig on the Sellout Crowd Network. Very, very cool of you to join us once again. Um, first of all, big thank to our uh, sponsor. Well, we're going to get to our guests in just a second, but first, big thank to our sponsors. Got to pay a few bills to keep us on the air before we get going, before we can hear from Harold about uh, Taylor Swift and a little football and since he's up in Kansas City and covers the Chiefs. Um, big thanks as always to MidFirst Bank to the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum. Harold may have been there a few times. He's spent some time in the Oklahoma market. Uh, two Fellows Movers, uh, FireLakeJobs.com, 988 Oklahoma's Mental Health Lifeline, Next Gen Roofing, and of course, Oklahoma Ford Dealers. Drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford Dealers today for the latest deals and the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. My friend here, Harold Kuntz, uh, formerly of Channel 6 in the Tulsa market, KOTV, got to know him, got to talk soccer, got to talk college football for a few years before he moved onward and upward to Kansas City, works now for Fox 4 in that market. Very busy right now covering a team that's about to play in the Super Bowl. Harold, it is so good to see you, my friend. How are you? Garrett, always good to see you, man. Hope everything's going well down there. It's going, it's going extremely well now that you're uh, back in my life and back, uh, back <laughs> and, on, and on the air with me. Uh, you knew me when I was just a, a lowly scribe at the Tulsa World. Look at me now. So <laughs> I like to think you had something to do with it. So do we get Ms. Swift out of the way? Let's, let's get that out of the way. Sure. Do, you have, do you have a take that hasn't been taken on Taylor Swift since that seems to lead anything related to the Chiefs, no matter what they do on the field? You know, it, it's funny how when it started out, it's week three when they played the Bears. That was the first time we got a hint that she probably was coming and then she did come to watch the game and hung out with Donna Kelsey, of course, Mama Kelsey. And ever since then, it's been like, whoa, like she's really dating the like key player here of the uh, Kansas mm-hmm. City Chiefs. But um, afterwards, you know, it's kind of toned into like she's just kind of part of the group now. You know, like you know, she comes in, she dresses up, she travels with the the wives. She's usually with um, in- interesting enough, she's usually with Patrick Mahomes' wife and then Blake Bell's wife, the bulldozer, if you remember correctly from Oklahoma. I, she, she hangs she hangs out with bulldozer's wife. Yeah, yeah, huh? Yeah, I didn't know so, that. Oh yeah, so she hangs out with uh, she hangs out with the belt. Uh, well, I shouldn't say the bulldozer's bulldozer's wife, but Blake Bell's wife. But yeah, they hang out all the time because Blake Bell's wife and um, Patrick Mahomes' wife are kind of in charge of the whole uh, wags club, if you will, wives and girlfriends club. But yeah, I mean, they hang sure. out. They got along, and then they hung out later that night and uh, after the Chicago game at one of the nice trendy restaurants in the Plaza here in KC. And ever since then, they've all hit it off, and she's been part of the kingdom basically. So. Um, Travis has been very slowly and slowly and slowly kind of getting himself away from any media appearances, unless of course it's with Pat McAfee or, or something to do with the chiefs themselves. Um, still does a lot in the community, but yeah, he's definitely kind of distanced himself and, um, can't blame him. Um, he doesn't really talk much after games. Um, sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. A lot of times it's on the road when he knows it's quiet. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, it's been, it's been a whirlwind. It's just part of the whirlwind of this group. You would think that it was part of the Mahomes Express and everybody was flying around watching this high-flying offense. And now it's been about the two biggest talking points of the season have been Travis Kelsey and and the defense. So it's been, it's been a unique year in that sense, but it all, 
all roads end up to once again yet another Super Bowl uh, berth yeah. for the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to talk about that, I swear. I, I didn't bring you on to do 30 minutes on the, the biggest pop star in the world. But I, I have to ask, um, is it, I mean, is it part of your routine just to park yourself in the bowels of, of Arrowhead and make sure you get the shot of her? Yeah. I mean, is that, not, is that a record? Not anymore. Uh, it was at the beginning. Um, and then, you know, the whole thing with the AFC Championship where she was actually on the field after the game you know, hugged the man, and, and and Travis, very conscious of where he was, he, he hugged and he, he hugged her and then immediately asked where's his brother, because Jason was there. Because you forget sometimes, Travis and Jason have a very popular podcast. Yes. Um, New Heights Podcast. Um, and uh, I'm sure during the offseason we'll have some appearances from uh, maybe one uh, Taylor Swift on that. I'm, I, I would not be surprised if that happens. But, yeah. Right. You get some you get some emails from people from ET and extra. Um, you know, somebody from ET contacts me almost weekly. Like, hey, do you know what schedule the Chiefs have? Uh, we're trying to see if Travis is going to be here. We're going to try to see Travis. And all I know is next Monday when the Super Bowl media day happens, that's going to be an absolute circus because he will no, obviously uh, be at the podium, and that's going to be. I mean, you've seen yeah. Super Bowl media days. This yeah. is going to be. Oh man, it's. I want to know how bad that's going to be. Uh, so, um, yeah, poor Patrick Mahomes is going to be sitting there like, oh, people want to talk to me? Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. But, yeah, it's been a whole – following that, along with everything else, is interesting. You get a lot of um, fans, new fans that come along and they'll ask questions like, so how many downs are there? Why is this first down? Why is this second down? And they're trying to learn the game, and you're just like, okay, well, you know, it's four downs to get ten yards, and unless you're in Canada, then it's three yards to get ten downs, and and um, you know, mm -hmm. it's uh, you just yeah. the basics. Like somebody asked me, like, what's that big H looking thing at the end? And I was like, I think you're talking about the uprights. That's <laughs> so. Um, so you're asking, you're you're just answering simple questions yeah. like that, but you're nice about it, you know. Um, frankly, I I mean. Only things I really knew about Taylor Swift before, like she became really part of this whole whole season, was mm -hmm. "Shake It Off." And I knew she was from. She went to high school in Hendersonville, Tennessee, because I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, and I know like Taylor Swift's auditoriums up there. But and I knew yeah. she was an Eagles fan before this too. I knew that. Um, so my goodness, why why did she go away from her allegiance? But you know, I was gonna say that yeah, you're you're an Eagles fan. For those yeah. who, who don't remember your exactly. your, your viral moment after the, the Eagles yeah, exactly. World exactly. So okay. um, so I think the e Eagles people have uh, we've missed Taylor. Um, but oh well, <laughs> we'll st we still have Kevin Hart and Bradley Cooper and a couple others. So Will Smith, um, you know, so we we still got a few people hanging in there. But um, yeah, no, it's it's been a fascinating year just chasing all the entertainment part of it and then, you know, forgetting, oh, yeah, there's a football game mm -hmm. uh, going on and a football team that at, at times was struggling and yeah. looking like they were over it. And again, here we are. Yeah, uh, I, I was one of those who thought that um, I, I let's put it this way. I, I figured I'd be at a Taylor Swift concert before I'd see the Chiefs in a in, a, in this year's Super Bowl. It, yeah. it feels like it was just the other week where the, it looked like they were they were spinning their tires just trying to get a first down. And I thought, well, this this isn't going to end well. And unfortunately, it's only going to add uh, ammo to the uh, troglodytes out there who who are equating 
the Chiefs' uh, future with with swift karma. Uh, that's 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 a misplaced uh, situation. That's probably for another podcast. But um, are you? Let's, we're we're getting the tent stuff out of the way, Harold. Before we enjoy ourselves, sure. um, are are you getting a sense that Chiefs fatigue has set in everywhere but Kansas City? I yeah. think I heard I think I heard uh, Kelsey reference the the villain even mm-hmm. on the McAfee show. That's yeah. That's yeah. I right. think they think they finally realized they're they're to hate it, not the loved. Um, it was a cute story five six years ago with this guy with weird hair and a weird voice that was coming along as a quarterback. The, gunslinger from texas tech uh that looked like he was a could be could not be a guy that was going to be lead a franchise but um now it's like okay i don't think it's necessarily the taylor swift factor i think that's a really overrated factor but i know when i'm watching a game i do see a state farm commercial at least once every segment with mahomes Mm -hmm. and kelsey Mm-hmm. I do know that I see Andy Reid now in commercials, which you would have thought never would have happened before two years ago, but he did it because of Patrick Mahomes. And yes, they're actually, I don't know how to say this, very good at their day jobs too. So because of all those <laughs> factors, yeah, um, and they've given teams grief over the year. I mean, no one needs to know how much grief they've given Buffalo over the years. And now they're giving Baltimore grief. And now teams have just not figured it out after six years. And Andy doesn't. I mean, regardless of what pro football talk might say, Andy is not a guy that seems like he's going to retire anytime soon. Um, Patrick has kind of given him the fountain of youth and renewed his vigor in the game. You've got Travis Kelsey, who seemed you said, oh, and inside the NFL, you're saying, I could do this for 11 more years. Now he couldn't. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just they're, – they're riding behind 15th coattails right now. And wherever he goes, the team goes. Wherever the mentality of he, he, he is, they go. So, I mean, they're just riding those coattails, and they're going to keep yeah. riding it. And they found a fountain of youth, and, and they end up back in the Super Bowl, and they keep winning, and no one's figuring it out. Um, defensively, yeah. whether they try zones, whether they try four-man pressures with great secondary players, like they're not figuring it out. And in fact, the last team to figure it out, of all teams, was the Raiders. It got Antonio Pierce a job. Um, so um, yeah. it's been just fascinating how up and down it's gone become. Yeah. Um, you know, Drew, Drew McGarry is a guy I read a weekly. Um, used to be a dead spin. Now he's a defector. He's a, he's a you know humorous as much as he is a sports writer. He's pretty good at both. And I wanted to get your reaction to something he wrote last week that I caught on social media. He, he sort of, been dragged into um chiefs fatigue he he likes mahomes because he loves the way he plays we should all appreciate a quarterback who's a generational talent he likes andy reed he likes the you know the snot dripping down off the mustache that's frozen into icicles at the you know at the game that was like 25 below he likes uh you know it's it, he likes the fact that arrowhead is a feels like a college facility right with the fan base and the tailgating and everything it's not the cowboys it's not the patriots it's not even for that matter, since we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, the Niners right out of Silicon Valley, right? Where it's not, there's not a whole lot to love out there. You can't really identify with that. It's just the fact that people get tired of success. I yeah. mean, the, the, the neutrals, the American sports fan that doesn't have a specific connection with the team that's winning all the time would just assume rather see someone else. And so it's sort of a guilty uh, fatigue. If, if that makes any sense. And I, yeah. I think that's kind of where I've arrived, Harold. I mean, I got, 
I, I, my daughter lives in Kansas City. I, I've eat. I went to KU. I've spent a lot of great times and nights in that in that place. I've spent a lot of days at Arrowhead. Yeah. Um, I think it might have been more fun when they when Mike Livingston was quarterback and I could walk <laughs> in without even asking if yeah. if I had a ticket, right? Yeah. But um, so this is on a different level. But it 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 just it's taken some getting used to and. I think that's where where I am, and I hope that doesn't make me a bad person. Is what, yeah. I guess what I'm saying. No, um, I mean I understand the level of I, I don't even want to say it hate, but like strong dislike of a team well, it's that not hate. All the time. No, that's yeah, it's a strong dislike for things that win. Um, but we see this across all sports. I'm sure at one point or another, people got tired of the Yankees winning the World Series in the early 2000s. I'm pretty sure people got really ticked off when the Lakers were winning and Shaq and Kobe was there when the Bulls were winning in the 90s. Um, for uh, more recently when the Warriors won all the time or when it was Warriors-Cavaliers all the time. Um, but you know what's funny about those type of things? It's also when the ratings are the highest because people like to hate watch stuff. You know, like it's no, reality. No. Like, like look at reality now. TV. Yeah, look at reality TV shows. When you have good characters that you genuinely hate, those are the people like to hate watch them. So yep. I mean, right yep. now, and football is the biggest reality show on the planet, or at least in America. So yeah. Because, I mean, that's really what it is. It's, it's a full reality show. I mean, yeah. to be honest, it is. And you've got great characters. You've got a really famous character walking into the scene. Um, and then you've got, you know, just other guys that, you know, like, you have people that are, like, household names that you've seen a lot and you see them in commercials. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm jealous of you. <laughs> because we can't we do not know how to stop you i don't know how many times people have said like hey lamar jackson please hey josh allen please hey joe burrow mm-hmm. please now joe burrow has responded until he got injured but um it's it's just like people are like i'm done with this like it's like a tv series that you know after the fifth or sixth season you're like okay that's it's kind of moved. Yeah. It's moved. It's moved we're, yeah, we're, like, yeah, yeah, we're ready we're, for we're, a new we're, season. We're ready to move on to a different. We're ready to stream another TV show, but they just won't do it. They won't go away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when they see no. even a little inch of something that is like, "Hey, this might be it," they're gonna go full fury into cheering for the other team in this case. And I mean, you got Jamar Chase, who's with the Bengals, who can't stand the Chiefs. He's really he's willing to cheer for the Ravens to beat the Chiefs, and he plays the Ravens twice. A season in division mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and has fostered rivalries. Like, no, I want them to lose um, because he just can't stand them so much. And he's beat them before. He beat them three times. So yeah. um, it's 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 really just yeah. It's, yeah. It's the thing is Patrick and Travis do so many good things in the community, um, and they're genuinely good people, like good down to earth people. It's you know it, it makes it harder to root against them, but then you realize. You guys are just good freaking people. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. I This is the only thing I can equate covering Mahomes to, Harold. Uh, covering uh, OU for a few years when they had um, Sam Bradford back in the, in the late 2000s, then Baker Mayfield for a bit. Yeah. Um, I, guess they, I guess it was just one season of Kyler Murray, one season of Caleb Williams. But when you had multiple seasons of someone doing something very different looking at quarterback, maybe by game 15 or 20, what would have gotten you out of your chair doesn't any longer. Yeah. Um, 
are you are you approaching that with Mahomes, or is there just no end in sight in terms of your appreciation for how how good, how gifted, how different he is? You know, I was telling somebody the other day, it's been six years and nobody's truly figured out how to stop him. He has games where, you know, he just has bad games. Or is, you know, a craftsman is as good as his tools, and sometimes his tools don't catch the football. Sometimes his tools run the wrong routes. Sometimes his tools are learning on the fly. Um, but he gets there. Um, I And, you know, you saw him when he was at Texas Tech. You know, they play Oklahoma State, Oklahoma all the time. Mm-hmm. And when right. they play Oklahoma, they get, I mean, they either score, they'd score 40 points, but they lose by 20. And then <laughs> they play Oklahoma State. Uh, I remember the game where, like, they scored 44 and lost because the kicker missed extra point. Like, it just, mm-hmm. like, you didn't see somebody whose best record at Tech under a former NFL coach in his own right, Cliff Kingsbury, was eight and five or seven and six every year. You just didn't see it. But something in the Chiefs staff saw something in him from the jump. Um, I mean, Brett Veach, who wasn't the GM at the time, was the guy who was like, you got to get this guy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's the GM basically because, you know, he trusted Patrick Mahomes getting the organization to where they want to be, and now they're doing it. So, and, I mean, there's the other semblance that, like, how many teams in the NFL are certain they have their quarterback in the future? Yeah. Cincinnati, Buffalo, um, <laughs> uh Exactly. That's where I'm getting at. Like, there's only so many teams that are like, we got our guy. Um, I mean, I'd say Philadelphia with Jalen's up there a little bit. Dallas, um, I mean, they like Dak, but, you know, they're, they're not certain yeah. he's the guy. The 49ers aren't certain Purdy's their guy, and he's got him to the Super Bowl. Right. They're just very confident Kyle Shanahan's a great play caller, and they got a lot of yeah. talent around them. So, yeah, it's it's just funny how they've got it right. And now everything else just falls in place because they've got the, the the triumph of general manager, head coach, and quarterback set. And then it happens they just so happen to have a couple other Hall of Famers. So it helps too. Does the matchup come down to you trust Mahomes ten times more than you would Purdy, and therefore Kansas City has ten times the opportunity to win a week from Sunday, or is it that simple? Man, I think this is this might be their second easiest game of the postseason. Um, Miami, I thought was easy because they got off the bus and they were scared because it was cold. Um, Buffalo, I thought was going to be the toughest just because they had the most to lose and they were the most passionate about it. Once it was told to be Buffalo, I was like, all right, they're probably going to take care of business in Baltimore. But what gives you the confidence of the Chiefs is not the offense. By no means is it the offense. It's okay. The, um, they need to talk about the defense a lot more than they need to talk about the offense because the defense is the only reason they're even in the playoffs right now. Um, you've got guys that, uh, I mean, people know about Chris Jones, but you've got guys in that defensive line, like George Karloftis and Mike Dana and Charles Aminahue before, unfortunately, before he tore his ACL, like mm-hmm. those guys have come along great. Mike Dana's in a contract year. He's had his statistically his best year ever. Um, he's a fifth round pick. You've got guys in the linebacker group, like Nick Bolton out of Bazoo, who's a third round pick. Willie Gay, who they found in the fourth round. Um, you know, they've come along and great they got a guy from they stole drew tranquil from the chargers and he's been like having his best year ever and the mm-hmm. secondary as far as i'm concerned is the best secondary in the league uh trim mcduffie from washington has been outstanding in the slot Lajarius sneed was a four fifth round pick during covid during covid was a fourth round pick they didn't even scout him fourth round pick at louisiana tech grabbed him he's become what should be an all pro Mm-hmm. Um, in his contract season. You've got two safeties. You've got Justin Reed coming out of Houston. You've got a guy injured in uh, Brian Cook, who was another fourth-round pick. I mean, 
the defense, you got Steve Spagnuolo, who, like, I don't know what yeah. it is about these owners around the NFL that are looking around for all these young, brilliant defensive minds and offensive minds. Well, Steve's one of the most brilliant minds and defensive minds in the NFL, and he's pushing 60. Like, I, I, I know he failed with the St. Louis Rams. Yes, that's right. He coached the St. Louis Rams. And I, I know, and I know it wasn't great with the Giants, but he did scheme. He did. He did find a way to scheme up Tom Brady, uh, and stop prevent prevent him from winning another Super Bowl. Instead, Eli Manning's got two. It's very much like those teams too, if you look at it. Maybe not so much record wise, but like Mahomes has been more of a manager this year, mm-hmm. more than ever. I mean, yeah, still he's had his Mahomes moments, but he's been much more manageable about this team. And they just have this will to win. And they know defensively, they're going to shut it down. Um, they're going to come out, try to punch in the mouth a little bit. Pacheco's been fantastic, and he's a seventh-round pick. I mean, I, you covered this team, and you're, like, looking for flaws, and there's been plenty of flaws throughout the entire course of the season between the turnovers, the penalties, the drop passes. I mean, they've had plenty of flaws. But here we are, and now yeah. just like, well, you know, in the postseason, these guys know how to turn it on. The other teams don't. So you're saying the Niners' best shot would have been to somehow get a hold of, of Spags between now and the game next Sunday if they had him as a coordinator. Not only Spags, but Dave Merritt, their defensive backs coach, has been outstanding. I mean, they got a bunch of seasoned guys who've been in the league for a while. You know, that Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours thing that some people like mm-hmm. to use? Yeah. They all got it. Um, and the thing, and the only reason, and nobody wants them because I guess they're just there's some loyalty to Andy there. There's just like, they're set where their feet are. Like Steve's mm-hmm. kind of set where his feet is as a defensive coordinator. And he's just, he's just like, I'm great, man. This is, I love what I do. Yeah. And he's got hundreds of blitzes. Some of which he hasn't even used. It's been fantastic. Yeah. You, you, you know, this market, right? You know yeah. that for a lot of, uh, a lot of our listeners, it, this game boils down to not so much Mahomes over Purdy, but there are four former Sooners mm-hmm. who will be on the field for the chiefs and, and bell who we've already referenced. <laughs> I still can't get over the fact that Bell. I did not know Blake Bell was in the Swift party. I really that that I, I may not. That this may is, be on my Mrs. Mind. Bell is squarely in the mix. Yes, she is. Yeah. Dang man, I yeah. Well, if I you look know. at Instagram, I mean, she'll be in the pictures with uh, Brittany and Taylor all the time. I so. see, dude. I I don't know her. I know I know Blake's mom. She I, I've talked yeah. to her several times. Uh, I I wonder if I ought to use that connection for my daughter's sake in case there you in go. case uh, Taylor comes our way uh, one of these days or near our way. I don't think she's coming in Oklahoma for a show. Maybe maybe she is. Anyway, back to the point. Bell, Winchester, Wanya Morris, and Creed Humphrey. Yeah. Um, who of those four do you most enjoy covering in Kansas City? Who who's the who's more who's most willing to give up a good quote or a few minutes of their time? Or Creed's or, or, or do you or do you just Mahomes, Kelsey, and if we're you know maybe you know a player to be named later? It's in that it's in yeah. that order. These this Creed's, is the sound you have. To yeah, make. Creed's willing to talk. He's just not a great soundbite. Uh, Wanya actually started for a little bit until um, he got a concussion later in the year and hasn't really fully been the same since. So Donovan Smith, the veteran, came back in his place. But Wanya was willing to talk. He's kind of a funny character. We just haven't really got so much Wanya because he's been kind of injured recently. Uh, Creed's very like, you know, he's been, he's been yeah. well-trained. Like, you know, he's like, mm, block. Yeah. I have blocker. Yeah. That's uh, right. James, nobody talks to James Winchester because he's a long snapper. Um, we know him. That might be a mistake. Yeah. You know him. Good dude. We, we've talked before. Cause I mean, he's from, I believe 
Washington, Oklahoma? Washington. Yeah, little so, town. I, it's almost a Mormon suburb. Yeah. Yeah. He was near where Tiger King was. So I remember talking to him a little bit back <laughs> when that was going on. Um, and Don't then, um, yeah. And then Blake, I mean, well, Blake is essentially a third string tight end. So, I mean, Blake's great. I mean, we talk all the time, you know, he's, he's obviously got Kansas Tigers from Wichita. So, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we talk all the time. It's just, he doesn't play a heck of a lot. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there are four Oklahoma Sooners on the team. Um, you probably picked, uh, ranging from out of a general fifty-three man roster. You probably, in terms of sound bites, you probably picked the guys that are ranging forty and below. But, but they are still, nonetheless, Oklahoma Sooners on, on the ball club here in Kansas City. Yeah. How you referenced it earlier? Uh, how were you miserable at the Dolphins playoff game? Yeah, that, that... Uh, very. Um, it, it was. <laughs> It was, um, I mean, the good thing is that I got to go back in the press box when my pregame obligations were over. The only bad part was my pregame obligations were about an hour and a half. Uh, wow. And we're not, you know, we're not running around warming up like football players, uh, getting our blood flowing. I'm standing in place saying, hey, well, here now I'm going to talk about Tyreek Hill's return to Arrowhead. Like, it's just, um, you know, People forget sometimes when you're covering these teams from a television perspective, they they put you through the ringer. Um, I mean, you're you're live at four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock, six thirty, mm-hmm. nine o'clock. I mean, I, I one of my photographers and my uh, one of our photographers and I we were joking around. We were saying, yeah, it feels like weather on the ones because we're just like every time they came back, they're like, hey, Harold, cold yet? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I am cold. Actually, thanks for thanks for stating the absolute obvious. For people in the studio, and so and the funny part is, I know for a fact the studio was actually cold because, like, during that time, the heater was like just not generating the way it could. Yeah. It was cold, so in the studio, I mean, it was actually like you know forty five, fifty degrees. Right, right. But still, I'm like, it's minus. Four, like my phone, like look, it's dropping as we speak. Like it's going every time I look, it's like minus two, minus three, minus four. Now look at the windshield. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how those guys did it. I mean, after the game, those guys were like, yeah, you know, it's it's whatever. But um, you know, to try to act all tough, but they're, no, trust me, they're they're more than happy to be out of that. As was I. Yeah, I uh, I still I still complain about 2013 Bellum and Stillwater, and all I had to do was go from the car to the press box from the press box to interviews and then from the interviews back to the car and so you you tell me to shut the bleep up yeah. after that was the one after. in Stillwater right yeah yeah Blake, Blake uh, Bell was Blake, the quarterback of that Blake one Bell. It, 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 perfect circle Blake mm-hmm. Bell threw the game winning touchdown pass yeah. to um uh like just say uh, Jalen Saunders are in the corner of the there end zone mm-hmm. so perfect circle yeah uh who do you miss covering here who do you miss covering in Oklahoma uh well the high school football is better there than it was here. I mean, no offense. I mean, like it's actually gotten a little better over here because there's a couple schools that have become kind of dominant. Um, they figured out the things that Union and Jinx and Broken Arrow and Owasso did, and I guess Bixby now, uh, which is just basically just take all the talent from the city and just make sure make sure they move them out to the suburb and you know play there and, um, and never split, never split into smaller schools. Exactly. Um, I mean, I would say collegiate football-wise, I mean, I would say that we're in, you know, Oklahoma's about to become a split conference, um, 
you know, destination, but now that's happening here. You know, I mean, that's been happening here with Missouri and the SEC. Right. Um, I don't like to drive to Columbia. Um, but, you know, if you want to watch Missouri play Georgia in a legitimate football game, no yeah. offense to the Big 12 now, but, I mean, Big 12 football is watered down. I, I don't think – I think the best Big 12 football team next season, if they had their coach, would have been Arizona. But Kansas State's definitely in that mix, and so is KU. And I'm just sitting there like, could the Big 12's best team be fifth in the SEC? And yeah. I don't think they would be. So um, in that light, you know, I mean, Missouri's, God bless them, they're trying. Uh, and they had a great year this year. But their I've defensive seen it last year. Yeah, yeah, their defensive coordinator just got bought out by LSU. And he just he signed a new contract. And then a week later, he signed a new contract with LSU. So. I mean, Missouri's still not not ever going to be a top dog in the SEC. That's just the way it's going to be. Um, whether they want, whether they like to or not, they're just not. So they're no. not going to be an they're not going to be a Georgia. They're not going to be an Alabama. They're not going to be an LSU in terms of the way that, they're not going to be a Mississippi in terms of the way they spend money, the the way they can pay their coaching staff, the way they can facilities like Texas A and M's another like they're not going to be there. So mm-hmm. um, now, Big Twelve basketball is going to be exceptional, though. Yeah. Going forward, no doubt. No. Well, well, you, you, don't go to selloutcrowd.com and read my column on uh, the Big Twelve football schedule release yesterday because I, I, I went glass half full, Harold. I, okay, that's nice of you. I said there's something there's something to be said for not knowing who's going to win any game on the schedule. I mean that. Yeah, they're, you know, I mean, I mean, they're every weekend, and we're kind of getting this already because of you know obvious guilty parties nil and portal and whatnot but mm-hmm. week to week one to to what are they going to be 16 mm-hmm. um you're not going to know uh, who's going to win in the big 12 i don't think i mean i was i was kind of with you with if uh if arizona had kept jed fish this is one game sample size but i was that impressed with what they did against sure. OU in the album yeah. i thought that's going to be tough but now he's washington so yeah um, i mean the, the so, big has a lot of what i like to call big potential teams like UCF has big potential to be really good. Houston has the money and the donors to be, you know, really good kind of bottle in the talent in Houston. Um, Arizona state is a sleeping giant to me um, just because it's such a huge school. Um, But it's going to sleep a while though, dude. This, yeah, they just don't, they don't, they aren't approaching the level that they need to approach. They don't have the tradition that other teams have. After a while, like recruits are going to realize, yeah, I mean, you got to go to SEC or the big 10. Uh, the ACC is, I mean, if Florida State ever actually leaves that conference, then um, that thing's going to start kind of the pieces of the puzzle are going to start to falter. And then it's just going to be a clear status of SEC or Big Ten, then you Big 12. Um, yeah, I mean, college football as a structure has been kind of, I mean, yeah. you've seen it. It's It's kind of just, it's not what it used to be. I mean, you know. You're obviously old enough, and I'm even old enough to remember the Southwest Conference and the Big Eight and yeah. the WAC and all of that, and how like you know BYU was the best team in the WAC and still had a shot to beat the team in the Big Ten. Like you know, so, those days are over. <laughs> yeah. I'm still I'm still trying to pick my jaw off the floor when you, you included Kansas as a potential Big Twelve champion a little bit ago. It's kind of not kind of weird. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. Stays healthy. I mean, they can say this. They can say this next year; they'll have the finest football facility of anybody in the league next year. 
in conference. They will have the best football stadium of anybody in the league next year for one year only, but they will. Ready Arrowhead for the regular season home games, right? Regular season conference. They're playing at Sporting's Place for non-conference? For the non-cons, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of Lindenwood and UNLV will be the uh, Children's Mercy Park games. Which makes sense. I mean, yeah, they don't need to have those games in Arrowhead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd keep you for another hour, but uh, we got to close up. Let me ask uh, for those who will be taking the trip from either Tulsa, OKC, or anywhere in your old stomping grounds here to Kansas City soon. After they're done staking out the plaza for Taylor Swift, where do they need to go to eat their barbecue? Where does Harold Kuntz go for his barbecue fix? Man, I'm a pretty big, I'm pretty big on Q39. Okay. Uh, I think fantastic. Uh, there's a place called Big T's. Uh, it's pretty good. And then Slaps. Uh, Slaps is excellent. Slaps is out in KCK. Okay. Uh, Kansas City, Kansas. And, um, but I mean, it's, it's pretty fantastic. I, I do like the three little piggies order from Slaps. <laughs> that's, that's one of my good ones. Um, I mean, obviously Joe's is good. Like people have said Joe's all the time, but I mean, it's a big lie because of all the tourism. Um, Jack Stack. If you're in the plaza, sticking out. Uh, if you're in the plaza, you might as well just go to Jack Stack at that point. Um, you're right there. But yeah, I mean, uh, big T, big T's, um, slaps, Q39. Uh, I'll throw an LC's in there too. It's pretty good. So yeah, you you do know that when the Royals are 30 games out in like the end of June, that you're, that's what you're going to be doing. That you're they're, they'll be putting you on Swift stakeout duty, right for. Box well, four. at that point, I think we're preparing for the, the wedding uh, at that, or the <laughs> engagement. Um, but I'll, I'll leave that to the fine entertainment journalist over at People and ET and all that good stuff. I'll leave that to them. No. That could yeah. be you. Careful. Yeah. Well, I mean, my my uh, a good guy Keith, uh, Keith Russell, uh, who works for uh, you know anchor, big time anchor for ET. I'll I'll leave it up to him to get the exclusive. So. Um, if, I, if I ever got the exclusive on that, something sorely went wrong in their planning. Put it that way, <laughs> where it trickled down to me. Something went horribly wrong with their planning. So, have they? But they haven't. There's not even a leak on where, right? Or, or when, when and where hasn't leaked. It's just if. Is that what you're be, saying? It would be really special. Um, you know, knowing Travis, he would try to be sentimental about it and do an operation breakthrough, which is where his organization, <laughs> 87 and Running, does a lot of jobs around the kids. He would do that, uh-huh. but it would be private, very discreet. Uh, the, the only person who would show up is like Patrick and a few other people, and that's Jason. it. Y- yeah, yeah, that's it. So yeah, so hmm. discreet. Yeah. I, I'd be fine with discreet. Uh, I'd, yeah, maybe Taylor, Taylor might be fine with discreet. Well, we were, man. We, were I... fought, we were we were all over Mahomes's uh, wedding, and then you know he put it in Hawaii, and nobody had the budget to fly out there for that. So we're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> So we just saw pictures that looked lovely. We know they got engaged in Arrowhead. He got engaged. I mean, how corny is this? He got he got engaged after the first Super Bowl uh, ring ceremony in Arrowhead. He got that's where he got engaged. So, ah, oh, wow. Yeah, man. Only on mind games does Super yeah. Bowl talk morph into um, potential wedded bliss involving uh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes and and Travis Kelsey and their significant others. A little barbecue, a little Big 12 football, uh, and uh, 
listen, anything Harold Kuntz wants to say on this show, he can always say it. Uh, I, I, I'm not kidding. I, to, uh, I, I say this. Uh, he's one of the coolest conversations I've had in this market. I'm sorry that when he left, I was happy and sad. It's one of those deals where you're happy and sad for a friend who moves on and goes up as he does so. But uh, but he's missed because he was always such a reasonable, well thought out dude and a lot of fun as well. Harold, thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. It's good to see that, you again. That's some very kind words from you, Garrett. I appreciate that, man. Good to see you as always, man. I appreciate it. It's been good talking. Yeah. From Fox 4 in Kansas City, that's Harold Kuntz. I'm Garen. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. We'll be back for, with another episode of Mind Games next week on the Sellout Crowd Network. Please consult the website for terrific content, whether it's in podcast or written form. Until then, at selloutcrowd.com. Big thanks to Jackal and Musgrove, our producer, behind the curtain, keeping us on the air. And a big thanks to Michael Lane for doing all the creative stuff as well. Talk to you next week. Enjoy the sun. Be well and be happy. <laughs>